ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Praise God. Everybody, welcome aboard. Hey, I'm excited to have a real special guest here. Today is a live show. Tuesday, June 20th, 2023, and we've got Michael Boldea in the house. Brother Michael, welcome back, my friend. How you been? I have been well. I've been uh, aging gracefully, as the saying goes, watching my kids grow, <laughs> watching the world fall apart, you know, same old, same old. Michael, I'm trying to remember when the last time we have uh, been on together. I shudder to uh, think. Pre-election 2016. I remember because we oh. had a long discussion on it. Brother, has it been that long? That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, the last program we did, Michael, before all the insanity, uh, was that time. And um, there was a um, there was a warning, I remember you giving out, that uh, we could go two ways. Just as we were all excited about having Trump in there, you know, to put down Queen Jezebel Hillary, uh, we could very quickly find ourselves up at the next election point, and you gave out some great counsel and Warning, and uh, sadly, it went pretty bad for, I think, all of us, did it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, looking back, in hindsight, uh, I think it was inevitable because the church spent four years celebrating rather than, uh, you know, pressing their advantage and actually doing things that would return morality to the average citizen of America. Uh, you know, it's it was such an unexpected thing in 2016. It, there were people that were discombobulated for months on end, and we didn't press the advantage. We didn't we didn't start pushing back against the darkness. We just, hey, we did it. And then you know, the the, the godless kept working at their thing, and by the time 2020 came around, uh, they weren't going to repeat the mistakes of 2016. This is why I have people asking me, you know, what do you think uh, 24 is going to look like? And my answer is always going to be, they got one through the net. Uh, all, all you need is, is, is to get one goal through the net, and then you know how to do it over and over again. I, it's happened too often in uh, socialist countries, as they like to say, in communist countries and every other place. Uh, the people that are in power, if they are uh, willing to bend and break the rules, will consistently remain in power because, uh, as uh, old uh, Joe Stalin once said, it doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts the votes. So, Boy, it sure does. And we're going to get into that, and I want to give you the mic to be able to speak uh, freely. Um, before we do, folks, welcome. Get some people to tune in. Help us out here. Uh, we're streaming live now every day, Monday through Friday, directly from OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, we've lost some social media platforms. I'll speak to that in a minute, but... Brother Michael, you want to open us up in prayer today? All right. We come before you, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you speak through us, that you open our hearts and open our ears, and let us see what you would have us see. Not our way, but your way. Not our will, but your will. Even if it hurts, even if it's painful, even if the things that come to light uh, may contradict our uh, presuppositions, give us the wisdom to believe your word. Amen. Hey, Michaels, we're getting started tonight, man. Uh, how is your family doing? How uh, Has it grown in size since last time? 
I'm I'm still at two. I'm I'm at a solid two. I've got two beautiful daughters. Uh, they're amazing, intelligent, and every father says so. There's there's an old uh, proverb in Romanian: "Every crow thinks its baby is the most beautiful." Uh, but uh, in, in in you know in, in my defense, both of my daughters take after my wife. Uh, and, and my wife is a beautiful woman inside and out. And so if they took after me, then I'd have to start saving for a dowry, maybe get a third job or something. Uh, but they take after my wife. So I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper until they turn uh, 13-ish. And then I'm going to have to, uh, you know, brush up on my swinging skills with baseball bats. Because uh, I, I was once a young man and uh, I looked upon young women and I knew the thoughts that I had. And they deserve the beating too. So uh, I, you know, How but old? we still have a few years yet until they're they're teenagers. Oh yes. How old are your daughters right now? Uh, the oldest one just turned nine on the twelfth of June. Wow. Uh, the little one's going to be six in December. Man, they're get, they're getting older. Wow. I, it I, seemed, I know it's scary. It seems like we just the other day we were texting and you were uh, sharing with me another baby was on the way and uh, wow six and nine. Uh, since we talked last, my family has grown. You know, I came over to Indonesia. I heard you had another baby. Yeah, seven years ago. Well, not you. I mean, if it was you, you probably would have stopped at one. But your wife had another baby. <laughs> yes, sir. We've been in Bali now seven. Congratulations. Years. Thank you. And uh, I came here with uh, to start afresh. And uh, we have um, Jeremiah, who's six now. Uh, Judah is four, and we welcomed baby Jemima uh, a year and a half ago. She's walking now, you know, talking in Bahasa, not so much in English. Uh, all the babies begin to talk in Bahasa Indonesian, and uh, there wasn't much English coming my way. And one day, Mama Narita told me what they were saying, and I said, they said that? In, I mean, they were having complex conversations in, uh, in their native tongue over here, you know. And, uh, of course, now they're, they're bilingual because I'm, I make sure I talk to them in English, Mom in Indonesian. But how about your kids do um do you ever speak to them in Romanian? Uh, actually, my, my wife and I uh, speak Romanglish. Basically, it's it's a mixture of Romanian and English. Uh, they know a few words, but they're 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 American. I mean, uh, like American American. Uh, we're going to be going to Romania next Wednesday. Actually, we're leaving, uh, and we're going to be there for a few weeks. And I'm hoping that they pick up a little bit because I remember when I was a kid. I mean, kids kids are sponges. They'll they'll you know absorb whatever they hear and so if uh they're in an environment where everybody's speaking romanian i'm assuming they're going to pick some up but no we don't actively speak romanian in the house because the older one's taking spanish and german at school wow uh the little one's taking spanish and if we and if we you know poured on romanian as well it would just be confusion uh it's uh you know my my little one is telling me she needs to go to the bathroom in spanish already so <laughs> Uh, it's 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 confusing, but it's great that that one. By the way, that that one and a half to three, that's the best age when when they start to you know, walk and 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 talk and smile and all that. But it gets it it, it gets better. I'm I, I don't have any sons, so both both of my children are daughters, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, the the little one is just so affectionate all the time daddy can i have a hug it's like yay because i know the time is coming when i'll be the one offering the hugs and she'll say no because she wants to go to the mall with her friends or something so i'm uh i'm, I'm living in the moment as it were i'm appreciating every day <laughs> that's exciting man 
Congratulations to you, and uh, praise the Lord. We're live with Michael Boldea. Michael, how old were you when you came to America the first time with your granddad, uh, Dimitri Dudeman? Roughly. Well, uh, the whole family uh, got got kicked out at once. It was 1984, so I was nine years old. Wow. Uh, when I first set foot on American soil, yeah. Now, you came over with your uh, grandparents, and uh, did, was your mom and dad and your brothers with you at the same time? Did you all come together as a family? Yep, all seven of us. Uh, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, and my two little brothers, and me. We were We were all on one flight got here at one time, lived in one dirty apartment uh, for, for 13 years afterwards. Uh, so, yeah, all of us came at the same time. My, my grandpa said he wouldn't leave if he couldn't bring his family. Uh, and they needed him out of the country because uh, there, were, there were certain uh, entities in the U.S. because he'd known some missionaries that were American and some Dutch missionaries that were pressuring the Romanian government uh, to release him from prison. Yes. And, uh, you know, so they, they said, all right, just everybody get out. They came. They gave us passports. We were out, and and that was that. And God had told my grandpa that we were all going to leave uh, four years prior. And so sometimes when God speaks to you, then then you position yourself in such a way where you know what's going to happen, and and you stand firm on it. Because they they tried with the threats, and they tried with no. It's just you and your wife that get to leave. Leave the rest of the family stays. And my grandpa said no, uh, and he didn't you know expound. And go well. The Lord told me all of us are leaving. He just said no because he knew. What God had shown him, and he was standing on the promise of God. Yes, and uh, the day came, uh, just as the Lord had uh, spoke to him, that uh, y'all got a knock on the door. And um, do I recall the story correctly that the uh, the immigration people they were like shocked that you had your suitcases all packed and ready to go? Yeah, yeah, because they 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 came to to tell us we were leaving. They were hoping that we wouldn't have the time to, to pack anything even though once we got to the airport they wouldn't let us take you know 90% of the stuff with they just threw all the stuff back wow uh, but uh, yeah but we, we were we were ready to go we knew we were going uh, you know and and that's what walking in faith is all about when God speaks to you and gives you you know a, a specific event then you plan for it. It's if if you don't plan for it, then you're living in doubt. You're doubting the word of God. You're doubting the message of God, and you're doubting the power of God to carry through uh, and and keep His word. So I I, I think that's uh, you know shortchanging God. So yeah, when when we found out uh, four years prior, uh, we knew what our end date would be. We we knew when we would no longer be in Romania, and uh, we 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 planned accordingly every step of the way. Now, since we did our last program, um, we went through uh, an election that I believe was stolen. And by the way, I just want to tell you, you can say anything you want here without fear of reprisal because uh, I've already had reprisal. Uh, in the in the time since our last show, I've went through six YouTube channels, Mike. I've had them just outright banned. Uh, I've come back under different emails only to lose them too. Some I went ahead and closed after I had been put in jail a couple times and it was just useless to continue. But uh, I think many across the spectrum who've been broadcasting, podcast or YouTube, whatever, and have been talking about political corruption, talking about the COVID-19 debacle, any of this stuff um, have been hit by the censors. And brother, it's so bad that I literally just pulled off all of them. And uh, I said, I can't handle it anymore. Uh, 
having to censor myself for fear of going back into YouTube or Facebook jail, so I pulled off of it, and uh, I, I can say whatever the hell I want on this program now, and nobody can do anything about it, at least not yet. So I just want to tell you, uh, there's not any subject that we can't touch here, unlike before when, when I was on YouTube, you know, you say anything, you say COVID-19, you could probably get a strike after the show. Uh, the AI was even going back through and pulling up old programs, as many have uh, known to happen, and and you know you think you everything is going good, and then they they give you a strike out of nowhere. You forgot you uploaded something. So, at any rate, uh, I just want to tell you we can talk about anything here. Um, but I said all that to say this: I never lived uh, in uh, Eastern Germany or Romania and Bulgaria like you had to. I think under Cescu, if I remember the the dictator over there, uh, or communist bloc countries where they had the Stasi and the Gestapo. But I've seen some movies about it recently, and I'm thinking, man, it's starting to look like those movies. Um, how do you feel, Michael, having grown up in that whole environment over there where uh, if you spoke out against the government uh, or didn't go with the party line, they could arrest you like they did your grandfather? He was taken by the communists, put in jail. We know some of the story that's been shared. Tortured. Put on the electric chair. How does it feel... Uh, for, to get a knock on your door and people are looking for Bibles. And uh, I ask you that because I don't think we're too far from it now. I think this whole country has been uh, put under the uh, under fascism and uh, we haven't seen nothing yet. I think we're going to get to experience some of that in America. Let me give it back to you. What do you see well, the condition uh, now? First of all, we stopped uploading to YouTube like a year ago. Because uh, they they kept striking us and and it wasn't worth it. We're we're right now the the radio program is on Rumble, and uh, we put it on the Hand of Help website. And look, I, if if somebody wants the truth, uh, they'll make the effort to find it. That's that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think what's happening uh, in the U.S. has the potential to be worse than communism because what you have is you have. Uh, the the internet, the media being the propaganda arm of the people in power, but then you also have the useful idiot class, uh, the 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 so-called citizens that have bought into the lie over and over again, and they're more than willing to knock on your house and bash your head in uh, because you disagree with taking the claw shot, you know, or or, or something along those lines. Yes. Uh, People, people are easily swayed in this country, and because and and it's been it's been an ongoing thing for decades. First of all, there was the battle to erase this nation's history because if you have no past, then somebody else can determine your future. Once that was done, then the the you know have and have nots were readily divided because I don't think it's by race. I I think it's by uh, you know social class. I think it's by income. And, and there's, there's a lot of angry people in America that are looking for somebody to blame. Uh, right now, everything is being engineered to eventually come to blame the household of faith, to blame the church. They need a boogeyman. They need uh, a bad guy. They need somebody they can point to and say, this is the, the, the group. These are the individuals that are keeping you from living your utopia. And because the devil is unconcerned with destroying his own kingdom— his goal has always been the people of God. His goal has always been the household of faith. And so eventually it'll come back on the church. And I think when that happens, 
not not if, but when, when that happens, you're going to have a very good picture of who was serving God out of love and devotion and who was serving God to make a buck. Uh, because there's going to be a lot of so-called preachers and so-called evangelists and people that are spiritual authorities. Uh, the guys that get a lot of uh, airtime on MSNBC and uh, on Oprah and on CNN, those are going to be the people that are going to be spearheading the persecution of the righteous because uh, their excuse is going to be, you're making us look bad. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're uh, you know, casting a shadow on our willingness to accept and embrace everyone and love everyone equally and all that nonsense. Look, the, the thing that should shame the church today is that people that don't associate with God, people that aren't Christian by affirmation are the ones standing up, standing up against the vileness of, you know, transgenderism and, and trying to, you know, mutilate children at the age of three. There's supposed Christian bloggers, a lot of them women, I know. See, Brother Mike stepped in it again. He's talking about women. Look, the numbers don't lie. I, I can give you names. They're the ones that are pushing inclusiveness and transgenderism and, and, and supporting mutilations of children. The, the pastors are just silent, the men. And so the world had to step up. The Muslims of all people. Have you seen how readily they're willing to confront their local constabularies and their school boards and everything else and go, no, this is vile, this is wicked? Yes. If, if, if the Muslims have a greater morality than the supposed children of God, then tell me where the whole, there, there's a, a revival coming around the corner thing going to come from. That's right. I, you know, so my, my, my issue is, there will be persecution, but I think those persecuted are going to be a, a, a far, far smaller number than we think. Because the first sign of persecution that comes around the corner for America, 80% of identifying Christians are going to be scraping fish stickers off their back bumpers. Because they don't want anything to do with that. They were promised prosperity in heaven and pre-tribulation rapture. What's all this nonsense? What That's do you mean right. persecution? What do you mean suffering loss for Jesus? Nobody told us that. Well, the Bible did. You just didn't read it. You believed Joel Osteen because he had a nice smile. So there's that. Absolutely. Look, um, Indonesia is known as the largest Muslim nation by population in the world. I didn't know that until I got here. I would have thought it was some place like Saudi Arabia or one of those countries. But this is the Muslim capital. And uh, just to your point, a few months ago, I heard on news here that the Indonesian government passed a law that said if you're caught in fornication or adultery, uh, that's a jailable crime. And I was like, wow, they're actually backing up the Ten Commandments, <laughs> whether they know it or not. And you should have seen the, the outcry from those that come over here from the West, Australia, probably America too, and different countries, um, in the chat rooms. Hey, if, if they're going to put me in jail, I'm, I'm not coming back to Bali. To hell with Indonesia. We'll go to Thailand. You should have seen the outcry of people. There were a lot of Indonesians, too. They were not happy. But I thought, wow, I think that's a good law. Uh, but you, you wouldn't dare well, see but, something but like you, you that pass in America. You say that to a Christian today, <laughs> and they'll, they'll, they'll throw it right back at you and say, well, that's legalism. Look... <sighs> Because they're moral laws, moral laws in a moral society go hand in hand. 
Yes. People that want to live immoral lives will bristle at moral lives and moral society. That's the way it is. The problem is those people wanting to live moral lives in this country have been so browbeaten by everyone from the media to multinational corporations to the government that they're not going to say anything. They're unwilling to stick their head out because they're afraid it's going to get chopped off. They're afraid they're going to get audited. They're afraid their, you know, their, their lives are going to get turned upside down because somebody came in and applied for a job who was transgender and they were turned down because they were unqualified. But hey, they thought you were a little transphobic, so why not try to get a couple bucks from you? I mean, there's people's lives that are being ruined every single day because we allowed this insanity to become so pronounced. That anybody in this country, especially in America, I don't know about Indonesia, but in America, if you're scrawny, have absolutely no gifts, are not standing out in any form or fashion, put on a dress and you'll get a contract from Bud Light. You know, this this, this is why it's exploded. It's because people of absolutely no qualification, gifting, or, you know ability can just put on a dress and put on some lipstick and they become multimillionaires overnight because they're being pandered to michael so imagine imagine being you know an 18 year old kid in your mom's basement malnourished trying to study tap on youtube and then coming up with the brilliant idea that hey if if, if i just pretend to be a girl everyone will love me you know, and that's that, that's how the devil works it. It's it's not that, oh, people are illuminated and enlightened. No, the people that should be speaking up are being silent. And the perversion and the mental illness, because it's the best way that I can describe it at this point, is being uh, rewarded. It, it's being monetized and it's being encouraged via, you know, well-paying gigs for Bud Light, for who else was it? Target and other, you know, places yeah. that thought we're going to get on the bandwagon because it's so widely accepted. If it was so widely accepted, even in a place like America, why is uh, the Target market cap down by 15, 20 billion dollars? Why, right. why is Bud Light now scrambling to stay in business? But that's the narrative. They lied to people. Oh, everybody, everybody's got a transgender in their family. Everybody's got somebody, you know, close or far that they know. No, not everybody does. It's less than 1% of 1%. But because nobody says, hey, this is a lie, because there's no little kid that stands up and says, the emperor has no clothes. It just keeps perpetuating itself, and it gets worse and worse until the Muslims and the Catholics and the people that are, you know, agnostic at best stand up and go, all right, we can't have this. Because they have children of their own. Imagine yes. the judgment that will be poured upon the house of God when the children of God, supposed children of God, did not stand up and defend righteousness and defend holiness and defend the truth and defend their own kids and grandkids. And the Muslims and the Catholics and all the ungodly had to. How, how will you square that with God? Please tell me. Because I, I have people... That at farmers markets here in Wisconsin, the the Lutheran Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Unitarian Church, they're out at the farmers market handing out pride flags, talking about embracing diversity and loving everyone. How will those people stand before God? It's claiming to be of God yet embracing perversion. When those that we consider heathens, 
go, yeah, this is a step too far. It's a bridge too far. We, we can't go with you on this. And right now we're beginning to see the after effects of this thing because it started about a decade ago. We, we're seeing uh, those then kids, now fully grown adults, realizing they've destroyed their entire lives and their entire futures and that there's no hope. There's no way they can have a normal life after being on puberty blockers for a decade and having their junk cut off. And they're living with their regret. And any time one of them comes out and says, I, I did the wrong thing. I was pressured into it by my mom because she wanted to be on Oprah. I was pressured into it by my doctor because he was going to get a fat paycheck. Anybody that comes out and says they regret it are silenced. They, 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 they go into the interweb black hole. You know, because the narrative is still being pushed. And if we, the church, even though we had nothing to do with it, by and large, if we spend the next year celebrating the fact that Target lost 20 billion bucks or that Bud Light's on the outs, next year it's going to be worse than it was this year. We need to stop taking a year to celebrate a momentary victory. That's the church's problem, and it always has been. We pat each other on the back and glad hand. Oh, brother, was that a fight? You had nothing to do with it. Where's Joel Osteen standing up and saying this is a sin? Nowhere. None but he's going to take the credit for morality returning to the U.S. All a bunch of hypocrites and liars and buffoons. We should be ashamed. We should be ashamed that the godless and the heathens are insisting on morality more vociferously than the church is. That is a mark on the church talking to me about rising phoenixes and national revivals. I'm waiting for the fire of God to fall on the church. I'm waiting for God to burn out the carcass that has become the American church so that whatever remains that's still living, God can grow and raise up. Anyway, I'm sorry. Brother, no, I had a little too much coffee. I don't mean to no, get listen, angry. Go I'm ahead. Drinking, I'm drinking coffee right now here with you. Everything you're saying is true. We're live with Michael Boldea. That's what I love about you, brother. You speak the truth, and you're a man that has done that consistently uh, for all the time I've known you. And I was, you know, um, I had an honor to talk to you 20 years ago when I was in Panama and uh, followed your ministry since then. Um, we're live with Michael Boldet. You know, brother, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, the blame rests squarely on the backs of the church. The church at large, especially those with big platforms like TV, have sat and done nothing by and large. You know, for years we didn't speak out against abortion in the church. That's bad enough, the slaughter of our children, which continues to this day, unabated pretty much. Uh, but now the castration of children? You know, I remember when it was on the news um, talking about the atrocity of um, uh, castrating uh, baby girls, cutting their clitoris off. That's what they would do. And now we're pushing for it and cutting off the, uh, the male parts of boys. Um, and I heard in California, there's a bill that's just waiting to be signed apparently by the governor, Newsom, that uh, if your child says to the school teacher, a little boy or a little girl, I want to be the other sex, um, they can actually help facilitate that. And if you, as a parent, um, say no, they can take your kids away by defects or whatever the, the group is over there. 
brother, this is, this is it's a nightmare. It's like a madhouse. And I think about, uh, what's it got to be like for an English school teacher right now? Are they forcing the schools to adjust the uh, grammar books for all these personal pronouns? Brother, this is insanity. Uh, it's like attack of the sodomites. Uh, we're celebrating... Oh, the, sod- the sodomites were tame compared to this. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. We surpassed Sodom and Gomorrah a long time ago. Because yes. this isn't about you know adults doing whatever they want to do and, and getting hopped up on their own craziness and, and, and trying to add to their club. This, this is adults preying on children. This is adults uh, destroying innocence. This is, this is far worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. But the one place where it's, the, the story diverges is that the souls of the church, the souls of the righteous, as it were, uh, are not vexed by what they're seeing. Right. That's, that's the thing that should trouble us. The souls of the righteous are not being vexed by what they're seeing. They're just going along. Well, brother, we gotta we gotta wait to, to pick our battle. We gotta wait for the hill to die. And what's next? There's nothing next. We keep waiting. We keep pushing off battle with the godless. We keep pushing off battle with wickedness, saying, "Well, we're waiting for the right time. We're waiting for for that one hill that we're willing to die on." And so, uh, homosexual marriage passed us by. Abortion passed us by. Transgenderism is now passed us by. Pedophilia is catching up soon. Right now, they've rebranded. Right yes. now, they're calling it minor attracted persons. Ooh. And there is a concerted effort and push to normalize pedophilia, to make it acceptable. Because love is love, after all. Isn't that the tagline? Whatever perversion they came up with, because, hey, love and lust are interchangeable words, aren't they? No, they're not. Love is love and lust is lust. But see, the church is so just disconnected from the reality of what the gospel says the last days will look like they're so disconnected from what jesus says we ought to be doing because hey prosperity give us a dollar god will give you 10 and and what what the big thing now it's 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 prosperity plus aliens plus pyramids or whatever else nonsense whatever happened to christ and, and, and looking at the world we live in and trying to affect change by living righteously and by standing up for the truth. Yes. We get distracted by every other thing every other day. I get people rebuking you. Oh, you should have covered the aliens. Why? Why should I have covered the aliens? Demonic manifestation manifests in different ways. I'm not going to spend my time talking about something that doesn't matter as far as your salvation is concerned. That doesn't matter as far as Christian persecution is concerned. But we like the distractions. We don't want to deal with the hard things. Because all these other things, these distractions that we cling to, they're easy to stomach. They're easy to masticate and swallow. Standing up for the truth, not so much. Because if you stand up for the truth, you get deplatformed, you get death threats, you get people calling your house at all times of the night telling you they're in your backyard. All these things happen when you stand up for the truth because the devil reacts to the truth. He doesn't react to alien invasions. He doesn't react to whatever other nonsense is being pushed nowadays, giants and Nephilim or whatever. Stop! 
You're going to be doing giants and Nephilim until they come and knock on your door and take you to prison. And 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 once you're there, when you when you get there for the interview, because that's what they do, they need to know. You know, once you're theirs, they need to know if they got the right one. Are you a Christian? What do you mean? Do I believe in aliens? Never mind. You can go home. You're a dunce. You're no threat. Go back home. Keep doing your thing about aliens and stuff. You, uh, it's a truth. You're I get frustrated. I get so frustrated. Look, I, I've said this a couple of times, and it's worth repeating. Next year will be 40 years, an entire generation, since my grandfather had his message for America. Back then, in 1984, the angel of the Lord showed him that the reason God would judge America was because of the sin, adultery, and homosexuality in the church. Back then, those things, although they existed, were not at the level they are today. They, they were tame in comparison. You have to understand that, that God foresaw what would be 40 years hence, 50 years hence, and he will judge this nation based on its rebellion, disobedience, and unwillingness to say, hey, the Lord spoke, we should repent. No, we went deeper and deeper into it. You have pastors of megachurches defending everything from, from transgenderism to, to lesbianism. You have major denominations making pastors out of transgenders. Right. Some some nut job in England saying Jesus was transgender. I, okay, tell me. How can God refrain from judging? How can the wrath of God refrain from being poured out in a, in a generation, in a time, in a climate such as this? You know, you mentioned um, those denominations that showed up at that uh, farmer's market. I grew up in the church, uh, Church of God, and I was familiar with the Assemblies of God, Methodists, you know. I'd heard about the Lutheran, the Episcopalians. Uh, it used to be they were pretty decent. And then I looked again, and you got Episcopalians and Lutherans and Methodists. Uh, they went gay. Um, the SBC, Southern Baptist Convention, do I have that right? They recently kicked out uh, Broken Back Church over there, Rick Warren, who ordained a couple women. I think one of them was gay. Uh, it looked that way to me, but there was a there was a definite a homosexual lesbian lady up there. She's trying to figure out why her appeal to get back in didn't work. And Well, the SBC is going to sure miss out on some gr uh, great talent over here. And I looked at this lady, and she's got this cloak on her, the rainbow cloak looked like a bull dyke to me. And I'm thinking, how did we get to this point where we're compromised to the point that we're accepting the sin in the church, which says, if we do not repent, those that do not repent will not inherit the kingdom of God. Talking about sodomites well, and but, adulterers. But and it's, it's worth it's it's worse than that though because it's it's not just look we're celebrating it validating it yes and and telling people who are practicing the sin that it's no longer sin do do you understand how nefarious a thing it is do you understand how much hate you have to have in your heart for an individual not to tell them tell them that they're headed for hell exactly. I, I i couldn't fathom hating somebody or a group of people that much where i know that they're in sin 
demonstrable sin. And I will not take the time to say, hey, this is sin. Sin is death. If you persist in your sin, you will die. We validate it and accept it and normalize it to the point that it's no longer sin. If this is no longer sin, then does sin exist anymore is the next logical question. Because, I mean, if Bob and Roger are, are, you know, hooking up, what's the big deal about me going and knocking on Sandy's door? I, you know, certainly they're, they're of equal, you know, evil. If that's not a sin, why is this? It's the enemy's way of eliminating the idea of sin from within the church. Even though the book says the soul that sins shall die. This, this is all a spiritual thing. The enemy has infiltrated the church and is behind pulpits teaching that sin no longer exists, repentance is no longer required, Christ is no longer the only way, and that you can do whatever you want, and at the end of the day, everybody gets a prize. We all get to go to heaven. God have mercy. Because, you know, in in my father's house, there's many mansions. Surely one of them is (laughs) rainbow-colored. This is the mentality. This is the mindset. It's a lie perpetuating a lie. And people who should know better because they claim to be Christians and they claim to be children of God are going along with it because they don't want to be the odd man out. They don't want to be the one that seems judgmental. And so we're watching people stampede towards hell. And we're standing on the sideline waving rainbow flags, egging them on. This is, this is the American church. You know where we Tell have, me where I'm wrong. Where we compromise on the truth uh, and pervert the truth is what I mean to say. Where we perverted the truth, sexual perversion is not far behind. And uh, I'm disgusted by what I see out there. It's a madhouse. What do you identify by? Michael, I decided to identify as an organically grown avocado. And I'm calling on the peoples of the world to stop smashing up my brothers in arms in the guacamole dip. This must stop, Michael. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, There's one man the other day, he was caught having, uh, he was a uh, science teacher. He was arrested having sex with his dog. And he asked hey, the police. love is love. He said, please, put me out of my misery. He was so ashamed. This stuff's going on, folks. This is sickness. The commander-in-chief, uh, in the president, not not my president, I didn't vote for him, uh, groping Eva Langoria the other day, just about. Brother, um, let me jump to a couple other topics here. Points well taken in what you said. Everything's true. Um, we're not pulling any punches here tonight, folks. We're in some serious trouble. I reflect often on um, the prophecy for America uh, that the Lord gave your grandfather and many of the dreams and warnings he's given you. And uh, I'm thinking, if ever there was a time for that to happen, it looks like it's it's imminent. Um, You see the same news I see. Uh, Illegal immigration at the border. Millions of people coming through. And I I object to that. I'm for legal immigration, but look, I've got an Indonesian wife, Michael. I haven't been back to America in seven years. Uh, can't just hop on a plane and go uh, because um, to get my wife back, even for a trip, I just said, you know, I, I went to the consulate here not long back, and I U.S. consulate, and I said, hey, I'd like to get my wife back. I haven't seen my family in a long time. Doesn't look like they're coming over here anytime soon, so could I get a, a travel visa for 30 days, take my family back? 
Now, the kids are American citizens through me. They're dead. But Mama isn't. And they said, well, you got to apply for a visa. Well, what's that process like? And they said, you better get started now because uh, we're backlogged. It might take nine months to get an answer. And there's no guarantee that they're going to give it. I said, no guarantee. They have to be convinced that she's going to go over there and then after the 30 days or whatever it is they give you, uh, she'll come back here to Indonesia. And if they're not convinced, then they don't give it. Well, I said, what do I need to convince you? They said, you can't. Well, I got to thinking, it would be easier right now, Michael, for me to come back with my wife for a visit if I were to go to the southern border and we were to identify as Chinese from Beijing and I was to call myself Wing Chung and we'll come through the border. I could probably be through the border in about a day. I get my mobile phone. They'll give me a prepaid visa card and a, a bus ticket somewhere. And, and look, I could meet you up at a Cracker Barrel here in a few days. Just give me a few days. I mean, this is the insanity here. They're bringing people through, and then they say, you got a court date 10 years from now. Um, aside from all that, that I'm not happy about, you know, just because I'm, I'm trying to do it right, um, and we've got all this illegal stuff going on, military just opened up the doors for them. Um, have we stopped and thought for a moment, how many of these people could be military, a fifth column set to invade? So back to that uh, the vision your grandfather saw, uh, he saw an invasion coming to the border. If I recall, it was um, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, Mexico. some other nations yep. invading. Yep. Um, and I think well, I thought first of, of all, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but oh. first of all, it took me six months to get my wife's paperwork when I first married her in Romania. Uh, squared away so she can come over with me. If anybody thinks that the immigration system is easy to get through, it's not. But the reason they made it difficult when they when they established it was so that they could, you know, make sure that they do a background check, make sure that the individual coming in isn't some sort of paramilitary individual. It's it's kind of strange to me that yes. what is it, seventy five to eighty percent of the people coming across the board. of a nation. This is what happens when a nation is under judgment. We're not We're not under God's blessing anymore. We're under judgment. We are a nation under judgment. Where was it? Either Poland or Hungary, the American ambassador was waving an American flag in a pride march, even though uh, I think it was the Polish. The Polish government uh, condemned uh, Pride Month in Poland. Yes. Look, we, we, we are leading the charge when it comes to mutilating young children three, four, five, six, seven years old, the, the world that's taking its marching orders from us. Because if any other uh, third world nation uh, says anything, if they oppose it, if they say this isn't right, then we stop sending them funding. Right. Do, do you realize we're, we're, we're bribing nations in order to uh, increase evil in the world? It's, it's astounding what we have become from what we were. And so anybody that keeps beating their chest and going, oh, we're still a great nation, not according to God. God's allowing this. Over a wicked nation, God appoints a foolish ruler. It doesn't get more foolish than uh, Joe Biden. I'm sorry if you're shaking hands with ghosts and wondering if uh, you've got pudding or poop in your diaper. That's pretty foolish. So, you know, we got what we deserved, and we're going to get what we deserve. Yes, judgment is coming. 
Right now, I have a, a, a running joke with a friend of mine. Uh, every morning, we're like, yep, still no mushroom cloud, but it's coming. That's that's the mindset. You look at what's happening. You look at the hedonism and the evil and, and the silent church, and you look out your window every morning, and you go, hey, yeah, no mushroom cloud today, but it's only, what, Tuesday. Good point. And I found the uh, verse I, was, I needed to pull into this. Okay, so... I'm looking at just one factor. All this invasion through the southern borders, now I heard they're coming also through Canada, groups from all over, not to mention those that are not, never making it, being sold into sex slavery. Um, and I went back and reviewed the uh, vision for America, the warning for America. And uh, if I recall, your grandfather asked for some proof. Oh, we're in the Bible. Can I check to see if what you're saying is true? And one of the verses the angel gave him was he said, go over and read Jeremiah 51, 8 through 14. So I remembered the verse, and I went over and looked it up. Let me read this to you, Jeremiah 51, 14. The Lord of hosts hath sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Now, I don't know if that's for a time coming, or maybe we're seeing some of that right now. Could it be that some of the judgment is unfolding, and God is even allowing this to happen at the uh, the southern border? Because... They're flowing in like men, like caterpillars. What's what's next? Are they going to uh, begin to riot in the streets when they don't get their way? Well, another word for that caterpillars is locusts, and 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 locusts are known for one thing: consuming everything in their path. Uh, look, I I think famine is coming to America. I think once famine descends on America and you have a lot of people that have no allegiance to the U.S. or the U.S. flag that are going hungry, uh, you, you're going to see violence on an unprecedented scale. It's, it's going to go from crimes of opportunity to crimes of necessity. Uh, it's yet another thing that very few people are talking about, but we've been talking about for about a year and a half. Look, you will know when the shift occurs from crime of opportunity to crime of necessity because it's going to get bloody and it's going to get violent. Uh, and, and I know this is going to sound very bad, and I'm, I prefaced it with that, but knowing that this is going to occur makes me hopeful because nothing cures insanity like a little hunger. Nothing cures insanity like a little famine. I guarantee you, once famine comes to the U.S., once people go to the store and there's nothing on the shelf and you got nothing to eat, uh, the, the transitioning numbers are going to plummet. The pronoun numbers are going to plummet. People will let you call them anything you want if you give them a can of spam. So that's the silver lining as far as I'm concerned when it comes to all of this. When hard times come to America, all this foolishness that can only be perpetuated in a nation that has no other troubles or concerns, but what's the next thing I can do to become a Twitter star, or not Twitter, but TikTok, whatever, the thing the kids are doing. Yes. Uh, once, once hunger comes, all these things will fall by the wayside. And those people that think they'll be unaffected because they live in a certain zip code or they have a poodle or, you know, they got a little money in the bank. Uh, just let me tell, let me, let me let you in on a little secret. The digital dollar is coming to the U.S. and we're all going to be equally poor. God bless you. So anything that you have as a safety net right now, thinking, ah, it's never going to happen to me. If it's not Jesus, if Christ is not your portion, if Christ is not your safety net, if Christ is not your refuge, 
uh, you're in for a very rude awakening. Absolutely correct. We're live with Michael Bolday if you're just joining us. Michael, let me get your take on Russia and Ukraine. Um, I tell you what I believe, and I'm just going to speak the truth with the chips fall where they may. I think that uh, the Ukrainian people are about to become extinct. They're getting ground up over there like a meat grinder. Um, it came out on Redacted show that <clears throat> Putin and Zelensky had sat down at the table apparently and signed a uh, agreement. And then right on the heels of that, Boris Johnson and then uh, Yellen from America and uh, whoever is the uh, head of the DOD now, a bunch of people went over there and they basically told uh, Zelensky to uh, renege on it. And um, Putin was waving around this agreement before uh, this uh, group of African heads of state saying, hey, look, uh, we tried to stop this thing, but they backed out on it. What I'm saying here is I believe that America and NATO um, are poking the bear in the eye. And uh, if we don't back off and soon, uh, Russia is about to chop America off at the legs. I'm, I'm just uh, amazed that, that Putin has exhibited so much restraint. Uh, when we got America... Germany sending leopard tanks over there. We're sending Abrams over there. Now we're talking about sending F-16s. Everybody's sending weaponry. How can that not be construed as a, a direct attack by all these countries? Although we, you know, we haven't officially put troops on the ground. Uh, I'm not saying Russia's a good guy. I'm not saying that at all. But uh, I really believe that uh, it was America, Norway that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. I think that NATO probably just took down this dam and. All the time we blame it on the Russians, just like they blamed, uh, you know, everything on Trump. Russian collusion, the bullcrap. At the end of the day, we found out it was all contrived uh, by Hillary. Uh, but what's your take on Russia and Ukraine? Love them or hate them? Do you think that Russia is fixing to go nuclear? Because how much more can they take of this, Michael, uh, before they respond? <sighs> all right. Uh- the, the first thing that we need to come to terms with is that life is not a movie, and so there doesn't need to be a good guy and a bad guy. Uh, in, in, in life, there can be two bad guys. And I think uh, between Putin sure. and Zelensky, that's the scenario we have. There, there is no good guy in this scenario. The only people that are going to get thrown under the bus are the Ukrainian people. And it's already happening by the Germans, and it's already happening by the French. We tried to use the Ukrainians as a proxy to go to war with the with the Russians. Yes, we thought that we, we thought that by uh, you know implementing uh, what is it uh, embargoes and and not allowing uh, the U.S. to purchase its oil, it would basically destroy them. Their economy is as good as it ever was. The ruble is as strong as it ever was. Yes. Uh, look, I, it's. Do you remember the Ali fight with Foreman, uh, where uh, it was the first time he did the rope a dope? I heard about it. I where, didn't see it. Uh, where 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 Ali was feigning exhaustion and he was tired and he was, <laughs> you know, just in the ropes all the time. And then uh, Foreman wore himself out, and after Foreman wore himself out, Ali went on the offensive and wow. just absolutely slaughtered him. Uh, right now, I think this is the scenario we're seeing because. Uh, if if you don't believe that the Russians and the Chinese are having back channel talks and they're not agreeing on certain things, then you're not paying attention. 
I mean, it, it went so far as Putin not going into Ukraine until after the Olympics. I know it's history. Look it up, though. It happened. Uh, right now, what was it? Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, uh, yesterday, I think it was, right. says that uh, we, we don't you know, support Taiwanese independence, really. And so that just gave the Chinese the, red, the, the green light to, to, to trounce Taiwan. Uh, we cannot fight a war on one front, never mind two fronts, not against uh, foes like China and Russia. You also have Iran and Israel ready to go bloody. Uh, I, I think that's only a matter of time. And all that Putin needs to do is sit back and wait. That's, that's, that's the genius of the plan. I don't like the guy. I, I, I believe he's a cold-blooded murderer because there's no other way you could run the KGB and then be president of Russia for, what, decades? Right. The man is ruthless, but the thing that is being portrayed in the American media is that he's, he's a dunce, that he's, uh, you know, inferior, that he's, he's almost retarded. You don't stay in power that long against, you know, in, in a nation where everybody's looking to stab you in the back and take your place being a dunce they're being retarded or anything else they're claiming you know at a certain point they were even saying that uh he he bags his own uh feces because he's got cancer and he doesn't want anyone to know this is propaganda yes you could smell the propaganda from a mile away you could smell it like joe biden's diaper you know it's not it is what it is so i think that all putin has to do is wait him out I think at some point he's going to have to give Europe a bloody lip. Yes. I, I think they've all they they've already uh, they've already said as much. They've uh, telegraphed it, and I and I think that uh, England is, is about to get a rude awakening. The Germans are already uh, at heel uh, because they understand that come next winter, if the Russians turn off the gas, uh, they're going to be hurting. And so the Germans have been backing off, uh, you know, what was it? now they're investigating the Ukrainians for blowing up Nord Stream. Joe Biden, in, in, in a moment of lucidity, actually bragged about it. Oh, well, it's not going to be there anymore. <laughs> right. That, that's the thing. You know, how dumb do you have to be to admit to your own crimes? Uh, but there he is doing it over and over again. First of all, that Ukrainian uh, prosecutor that, that he got fired over a billion dollars right. uh, going to Ukraine if he wasn't. Yes. Now with this, look, one thing that America needs to be concerned with, because look, let me put it this way so people understand contextually. I've got my dad, my middle brother, and my wife's entire family about 40 kilometers. That's 30 miles away from Ukraine. Okay, let that sink in. With that having been said, I don't believe it was our place to get involved between Russia and Ukraine as America. Right. It was not our place. They would have worked it out. They did last time. They would have again. Yes. We decided it would be a good time to use Ukraine as a foil to go to war against Russia. Yes. The problem is all the other nations in the world are seeing our weakened state and they're seeing our dementia-ridden leader and so they're working tirelessly to try to get away from the U.S. petrol dollar. Yes. Have you seen how many nations are applying to the BRICS? Yes. Indonesia, what's, too. What's, what, what's the R in BRICS? Russia. Indeed. 
Among them, also China, Brazil, India. Good point. Now you have another list of 26 nations that are going, hey, we want in. Because we see the great empire crumbling between beneath the weight of its own stupidity. They're seeing what's coming. They're seeing a sinking ship and they're trying to bail. And as long as all these nations want to be in one accord, they will cripple America economically as though it wasn't already. And America is not going to be able to go to war with all the world. And so what we're going to do is we're going to let Ukraine hang in the wind and many people will die and Putin will still get his way. But to return to my introductory statement, in this situation there are no good guys. And the people of Ukraine are the ones that are suffering and dying and losing children and parents and fathers and grandfathers. Look, and that's that. They're snatching people up out of uh, universities and pressing them into service. Uh, taking people in their 60s, putting them in there. And they're being uh, uh, annihilated. This is wicked what the American government's doing. Now, I have to ask myself the question. I need a sanity check here, Michael. Do we have uh, people in power that... Um, really believe that we I mean they're so steeped in pride uh, they're foolhardy that they think that we can uh, bully Russia and beat them or do we have some people literally who have already infiltrated us they're communist and they're they want us to be uh, destroyed and they want to use Russia as a tool to do it this is insanity well, what do you think it do, is do, do, do you want my tinfoil hat opinion yes uh <laughs> Uh, in order for a one-world government to take shape, America needs to be brought down a peg or five. Mm, uh, 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 um, Amer- uh, America needs to be made a non-issue uh, because you, you, you can only cheat so much. I mean, I'm assuming in 2024 there will have been 876 million people that voted in the U.S., even though there's only 300 million people. You know, at, right. at some point you can't cheat your way to a win. The numbers just won't work anymore. And so these people are hedging their bets. What if somebody else comes into power in 2024? Well, then America needs to be weak enough that even if they want to defend Israel, even if they want to do the things that a nation like America ought to be doing, which is standing up for truth and, and morality, they won't be able to because they'll have so many internal problems. Their cities will be on fire. Their people will be hungry. And, and in every other major city, there will be a riot. They, they, they'll be too busy with internal conflict in order to do anything affecting the world stage. And I think this is this is what they're doing. They're hedging their bet just in case uh, the effervescent and uh, eloquent Joe Biden doesn't convince a majority of the American electorate that he is the shining light on the hill. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I believe that this is deliberate to destroy America. At the same time, I think probably the Federal Reserve bankers, we don't even know all their names, um, also um, need to preserve the dollar, and they, they are going to go digital, as you mentioned, that CBDC. But um, they can't uh, allow BRICS to rise up. So they want to take down Russia because that's a direct threat to their dollar hegemony. So uh, we're going to lose King of the Hill status, folks. I really believe it. And uh, we haven't seen nothing yet. I believe next stop, Michael, 
on the timeline is war on the saints like never before uh we're live with michael boldea michael uh this is very controversial but uh just to catch up with you uh, i called it uh long before the vaccine covid 19 came out that uh watch out because uh the globalists want to inject us all and uh, my family and i made the decision uh we'll never trust uh the government and the vaccine programs and uh, I did not allow any of us to be vaccinated but uh, we paid a heavy price over here I haven't been off this island in three years uh, to get into malls over here you had to have this uh, downloadable app you had to scan a QR code and it would show your vac status uh, one day I narrowly escaped uh, some immigration police I was trying to go into a bank over here in the middle of all this and I got up as far as the steps going into the building and there was a big card table out there and a lady with a lectern up there in this clipboard and a couple police sitting on these folding chairs with these red armbands which identified them as health police and she's like uh uh scan this qr code and i knew what it was they want to know if i was vaxxed or not if i had showed up not vaxxed uh they had 12 hotels over here aka quarantine camps where they would have could, would take people and you go in there until they release you. It got pretty bad here. There was roadblocks. It was crazy. Couldn't fly uh, without the vax. And uh, make a long story long longer, I had to think quick on my feet. I said, excuse me, is this Mega Bank? She, she looked at me strange. I was at BCA Bank, this bank over here. Um, Mega Bank? I said, yeah, I'm looking for Mega Bank. No, this is BCA Bank. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong bank. I got the hell out of there. Because <laughs> if I'd stayed much longer, they would have probably taken me. Now, I haven't gotten off this island in three years. Uh, last summer, though, uh, things began to loosen up and where you couldn't even fly in or out, and for two years this whole place was shut down, just about destroyed the economy. Just about everybody in the church became either go, uh, Uber drivers over here, they call them Gojek, or they were selling masks or food from their home. It was horrible. And then, you know, hotels going bankrupt, no tourism, and this uh, whole island... Uh, you know, is fueled by tourism. Uh, well, finally things lifted, and you could fly in here only if you were vaxxed. Uh, still, though, right now as we're doing this program tonight, even as Biden only a few weeks ago, um, they're allowing people to fly into the country without the vax. I can fly out, but if I come back in, I got to prove that I've had at least two shots, or I got to have some kind of uh, letter from a doctor as an exemption. Um, I'm trying to get my family over here for a little vacation. They finally said they may be willing to come. I looked into it. They can't come unless they can prove they've been vaxxed or we get that health exemption. I can leave the country again one way, but I can never come back unless I've been shot, uh, shot up. Now, I've said for a couple years, and that was one of the reasons, that's really the main reason I got banned on YouTube. Either I was talking about COVID-19 uh, or stood up for Trump and, you know, uh, voter fraud. But primarily what they keep slapping me down for until I, I just said I'm done with them is uh, you have violated community standards and went against the official stance of the World Health Organization. So hundreds of thousands of people, I think, like me and others uh, were, were banned for that same reason. Uh, I said that COVID-19 is the cover story for the brute force power grab underway by the World Economic Forum. And, you know, we begin to see from their own postings on the World Economic Forum has a YouTube channel. 
Maybe people didn't know that. They talked about the digital common pass system. Uh, and so three years later, we've all went through some living hell. Some got the shot and died. Others have gotten the shot. Now there's a question, will this mRNA ever leave the system? I think the evidence says no. Are people walking mutants? Only God knows. My own grandfather killed in the hospital uh, where uh, they gave him remdesivir. That was horrible, but he was 90, so he went home to be with Jesus. But, you know, I had a casualty of war in my own family. And we all lived through these nightmares. This is horrific. But now I'm hearing, and here's the, the question I want to ask you. What's your thought, thoughts on this um, new treaty that's supposed to be ratified and going into effect in the next 12 months, if not sooner, which is going to give the WHO the authority to run the show for the next pandemic? Um, and they're talking about uh, you will not be able to travel without this uh, digital ID. Uh, brother, how far are we from the mark of the beast? I mean, this is all slippery slope right in that. How do you feel about being told you can't fly uh, without the shot? Uh, well, first of all, they, they were able to identify the resistors. Uh, I, I, I think this is a precursor to what will inevitably and eventually be the mark of the beast. I, I was planning on going to Romania in 2021. Didn't get to go until this year because they were demanding vax passports and everything else. And, and I talked to my wife and I said, nope, not us, not our kids. We're good. Uh, because anything that has a 99.9% survivability rate uh, is not worth putting unknown chemicals in your body for i'm sorry yes. that's just my opinion amen so you know i'm i'm old school that way if, if if i start to cough i drink a little more water and go sit in the sun uh and and it usually goes away but uh i i think that it, it served uh, uh multiple purposes first of all they were able to identify those that would resist they were able to identify those that would acquiesce uh that would fall in line that would do as they were told and so I'm somewhat certain that there's a database somewhere with the names of those that wouldn't comply. Uh, they, they were also able to determine how, how much fear they need to pump in, in, into the average citizen in order to make them malleable, in order to make them acquiesce. Because th there's never been a time where the government rolls something out in, what, less than a year and go, yep, everybody needs to take it. Uh, and, and right away you had people dropping dead. Right now, heart murmurs, uh, myocarditis yes. is, is, the, is the newest thing. We have new ways of dying that were heretofore unseen until three years ago. What was it? Sudden death syndrome. Adults, healthy adults, athletes, people, people that were running marathons and stuff, just dropping dead all of a sudden, their heart stopping. Yes. Oh, sudden death. Where was that? five years ago seven years ago even four years ago right it's a, it's a new way of dying but nobody's pointing at it look my diet consists of grilled cheese uh you know from the the local gas station and coffee it, i survived it i think at least once maybe three times who knows i was asymptomatic at best i lost my taste buds for a couple days i'm like yeah this was really worth getting a shot for not you know but they pumped so much fear into people when it first came out. There was, uh, and I remember this story because it was right in Illinois, like next state over. A man and his girlfriend thought they had COVID 
And the media had so terrified these people that he shot her, then shot himself. Wow. Okay? Because he was afraid that he had COVID and, you know, better death than the sniffles. So this is, this is, this is what the media can do when, when they pump propaganda 24-7. And yes, I think that right now uh, the framework for what will be the mark of the beast is, is well in place. Uh, if, if people don't resist, if people don't stand up, if people don't say no, uh, they'll implement it sooner rather than later. If people do resist, they'll bide their time and take it easy, take it slow. Another pandemic, maybe five, uh, and, and everyone, you know, will be so terrified of their own shadow that they'll just do whatever they're told. Absolutely. I'm like this. If you couldn't say no to this, and I'm talking to those that uh, knew this was wrong and knew this was bad news, yet they said, well, but I can't be hampered in my travel. Or, you know, um, I may lose my job. Now, that's horrible to be put in a situation where if you don't take it, you lose your job. I mean, this is despicable what uh, they cause people to have to choose between their livelihood or standing up for what they believe. Uh, Yet, even that, if you still couldn't say no, how are people going to resist when it means you'll be in prison and probably have your head lopped off when the mark of the beast comes off? I mean, look. If the footman worries this, what happens in the horseman cup? And, uh, you know, I asked myself that same question. If I can't resist now, how am I going to resist later? And I will tell you something. I decided to stand on the word of God. So many people over the years, Michael, have preached about Psalm 91. And, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they say, you know, this is our protection. Yet when push came to shove, where's Psalm 91? Uh I said either the blood of Jesus is able to take care of me or I need to go home. And you know what? I am not going to be um, complacent. I knew we had a problem out there. Didn't know to what degree um, this virus could do damage to me and my family, but uh, I was told that Bali was a red zone because uh, in 2019, just before the announcement you know, of this zombie outbreak, 100,000 Chinese come over here to vacation and so we were in a place that if anybody uh, should have been in danger it would be us here yeah that didn't stop us I said um, we're going to keep working for the Lord and we're just going to begin to apply the blood of Jesus when we go out we're going to stand on the word of God for protection and I will tell you something we did some food outreaches here went to 20 villages gave out about a thousand food bags I want to thank people that helped us and you know what I was a shoulder to shoulder with people and they were forcing people, by and large, to wear masks over here, but um, and encouraging people, everybody, to get the the, the shots. But uh, we didn't do it, and uh, didn't stop us, and we survived it. Uh, again, uh, this was a brute force power grab, uh, and we always seem to hear years ago, you know, let's stop the bullying going on in the system. What about the world globalists trying to bully us all to take this clot shot? And, uh, and then those that uh, dare speak out about it, they would cut your legs off on social media. Like I say, I lost my uh, 10-year-old account uh, for some of these reasons. Cut us off, and they come back, and they do it again. But are, we're either going to stand on the Word of God or we're not. And clearly well, this my, is... My, my, my problem extends a little further, because, you know, my problem and my issue was with pastors and evangelists and heads of ministries that 
associated Jesus with acquiescence. They even went so far as saying, "Hey, Jesus would have taken it. Why wow. don't you?" Wow. That's the thing. That's the thing that I thought was criminal. That's the thing that that made my stomach turn. Yes. Because at the end of the day, every one of us is accountable for the choices we make. You know, I, I, I'm sorry that person X decided to do that, and then three you know months later they were dead of a heart attack. I I, I feel sad for them, but I didn't put the needle in their arm. Right. But. When evangelists and pastors say, hey, Jesus would do it, you should too, that is criminal. And that is something that they need to answer for. Well, I heard with my own ears, Gord Robertson, CBN, uh, get on there, speaking to his elderly audience, saying, trust my sage advice and take it. Just after they were, you know. Well, Franklin Graham as well. It's not, there were a lot of them. Well, he got a heart attack too, didn't he? Uh, right after well, that. Well, I'm sure that was just coincidence. Uh, let me tell you something. <clears throat> over here, <laughs> I don't expect this government over here that lived under communism for decades to be like it is in America. In fact, uh, if you say something that quote-unquote offends a government official, uh, you can actually go to jail over here. Uh, there is really no freedom of speech like we enjoy in America at the same level. But um, there were mandates that came down basically from the government said uh, if you work in the hospital or military uh, or even a church uh, you're going to have to take the, the shot uh, the order came down that if you're going to be a, a go-jack driver again like an Uber you must have the shot or you lose your job well that put a lot of people in a bad situation but I knew two Christian pastors of here's the point really I want to make I warned them I said, you don't want to take this thing. This is a bioweapon. I know what I'm talking about here. Do not take it. And they just wrote me off, man. Okay, thank you for the information. I guess they thought I was a village idiot. Come to find out, every one of the pastors here that I know of took the shot. I, you know, what if this was the mark of the beast? You know, what if the mark of the beast was a one-two punch? This one plus another... And then you're in such a situation where, you know, all you got to do is swear allegiance to the beast. We just didn't know. I'm not willing to stake my eternity on it. And I don't believe it was the mark of the beast, but I believe that uh, it changes your DNA, and that's a whole other set of problems. How does God feel about us changing our God-given DNA, where his, very, his literal name is written uh, in the Torah? I believe it's written in our DNA, too. Uh, I don't want to take that chance, but that's another subject, but... I was shocked that all the pastors took it over here. Well, now they know who's compliant, don't they? Now they know who they can approach to encourage their sheep to do X and Y. Look, the, the, the devil has plans, and he, and he executes on his plans. He doesn't do things haphazardly. Uh, a lot of us don't understand uh, the extent to which our enemy has planned for the destruction of the church. And if we acquiesce, and if we comply, and if we compromise, then his job will be that much easier. It's, I, 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 try, I try to put it in as best a light as I can, but a lot of pastors and preachers and evangelists are complicit. They put their hand in with evil, and they will reap the whirlwind. What about saying, uh, oh, you're going to have to mask up and be vaxxed to come into my church? There are churches that did that. You can't come in here unless you're vaxxed. What about the pastors who literally shut down because they were afraid of getting sick? Now, what happened to well, the word that says 
If any of you be sick, let him call for the elders of the church. You know the verse. And Well, sorry, uh, let me just interject. Yes. I'd stopped traveling for a few years. Ever since my second was born, I, I haven't traveled that much. But once lockdowns happened and once uh, they, they started mandating things, I accepted every invitation to every church that invited me during lockdowns that had physical church service. Wow. Because I yes. knew they were the kind of people I wanted to fellowship with. Yes. Uh, and, and again, it revealed the true nature of certain people. It revealed the true character of certain people. It mm. revealed where their hope is, whether in the things of this earth or, or, or eternity. And I went. I, I preached at every church that called you. Hey, brother, would you like to come? Are you having physical service? Yes. I'll see ya. Because I understood that these people prioritized fellowship in the presence of God more than they did the sniffles. Amen. Praise the Lord for that testimony, my brother. You know, and I was uh, kind of appalled. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, what's the word? Disgusted by the fact that uh, few actually were willing to put their money where their mouth was, so to speak. Uh, love them or hate them, Rodney Howard Brown. I will give him credit for this. He was willing to go to jail. Um, so was that MacArthur dude out there. He fought a battle. Uh, you can't say that about much. So many just rolled over. And the sad part is, I can only speak for this area, but there were churches my wife was going to where they were encouraging, the pastor was encouraging people to get the shot. On the news groups, my wife spoke up and said, hey, warning, warning, this is not advisable to do. And they throttled her, uh, you know, for uh, a different opinion. Um Michael, let me ask you this question. Um, from a man who lived under a communist regime, is that what you would call Chescu back in the 80s? Was he communist or fascist? What was he? Oh, he was communist. Okay, yeah. he was a dictator. Um, yes. you, you know what it's like to have um, the Stasi police. What did they call the, the police over there? In Eastern Germany, Stasi, and Nazi Germany, Gestapo, what were they called over there? Securitate. Okay. Um, the secret police. The secret police. Um, what was it like living under that? Uh, did they monitor people's conversations? Uh, were neighbors encouraged to snoop on one another? Uh, were there real repercussions for uh, serving Christ at that time? We're not even talking about persecution for serving Christ over here. Just disagreeing with the government on the election fraud and uh, not wanting to take COVID, but that's coming, folks. But what what can you tell us about a man who actually lived in that country and saw what happened to your grandfather? That well, I, w I was a kid when I grew up there, but I, I I was I was sentient enough to understand. Look, the the power of every whether Stasi, whether the KGB, or the or the Securitate, their power was in the fact that they had informants everywhere, and you never knew who you could trust. Uh, and uh, it used to be a carrot and stick scenario. If you came in and you gave them a name of somebody that was, you know, uh, handing out dangerous propaganda, i.e., the Bible, or if they, if you, if you knew of someone getting together for prayer meetings, uh, you got extra food rations. You'd get an extra loaf of bread or so, an extra kilo of sugar for the month. You know, uh, and and so people were rewarded for betraying family and friends. Uh, and you never knew who would go and tell on you. It could be your neighbor, it could be your wife, it could be your daughter or your son. And so everybody was isolated. That, that's the whole thing, because when, when people unite, they're strong. When you can keep people isolated and alone and, and not being able to trust anyone, uh, then they're easier to manipulate and control. 
So their great power was in the fact that they had informants everywhere and you never knew who you could trust. And when someone was caught, when someone was uh, even, I guess, accused of, of being a believer, uh, they were very publicly and very violently dealt with to make an example of, of them for everyone else. And so you see enough people getting beat up, you see enough people getting their homes burnt down, you see enough people going to prison, and uh, you have a tendency not to speak up so loud anymore. You have a tendency to self-censor. And I know a lot of people that were on YouTube, and that's what they did. It was self-censoring. And I, I told Gino, look, stop putting it on YouTube because I'm not going to self-censor what I know to be the truth. I'm not going to shut my mouth because I'm afraid some goofy lady out in San Francisco is going to push a button and delete my YouTube channel. So we went to Rumble. How long that lasts, God knows. If not, carrier pigeon. I will send my message out carrier pigeon and it's still going to get out if god wants it to get out uh but the, the the thing was fear it was controlled through fear and people that's exactly what they did from 2020 to 2023 control through fear uh people finally started waking up and realizing that they more the more they submitted the more they kowtowed the more they said yes sir the the, the tighter the screws became so they're realizing, at least in America, they're going to have a difficult time repeating what they did with COVID. And so they need to push gun control now because uh, a, a society and a nation that's unable to defend itself is even more readily controlled. Uh, they, they don't want people to be able to have choices as far as what they do. They, they, they need to comply, they need to obey, and they need to do as they're told because, hey, if anyone knows what's best for you, it's Joe Biden. Well, you know, we see uh, in the news a few days ago, uh, IRS agents, ATF, in battle gear, go in to a gun dealer shop and uh, supposedly the IRS is supposed to be interested in financial details. Well, they didn't grab any of that at all. They took everybody's ATF 4473, which is the form you felt when you're buying a gun and uh, gives all your personal details. I used to be a gun dealer, so I'm pro-gun. I know the process. Uh, IRS has no business with that unless they want to raid to the next uh, Joe Blow there in the city and need to know who's got the guns. Uh, so we got 87,000 apparently armed IRS agents being put on the payroll. Um, the uh, Nancy Pelosi and these sodomocrats who set up this January 6th debacle and framed Trump, I believe, uh, are still hunting for people that they call January 6th terrorists to put them in jail, throw away the key. And we just see you know, uh, President Trump uh, indicted. I mean, brother, when I see this stuff, I'm thinking, man, this sounds like what was going on over there in these uh, communist bloc countries. Um, should the church better wake up? Are we coming to the, the crossroads where we, we may actually experiencing suffering unto the blood? Again, are, are Christians really the main target here? We just uh, are still asleep, many of us out there, and don't realize that we're next? What's your thoughts? Christians have always been the target. Look, the enemy will not target its, its own. Christians are always the target. They are the goal. Uh, but instead of preparing, the church is having pre-rapture parties. 
uh, because uh, they're, they're, they're looking towards the sky and starting to flap their wings because somebody told them they weren't supposed to be seeing these things. So I think when, when the hammer drops, it's uh, going to catch the church in the worst position possible. Uh, it's it's going to not only find them unprepared, it's going to find them in denial of what is happening. They're, they're not going to believe their own lying eyes because for the last two, three, four decades, they've been taught that they're not going to be persecuted. There's not That's not going to happen here. It can't. We're the children of God. We're going up to heaven and all these other losers can suffer. And so when when that is contradicted, when that 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 narrative crumbles, I think a lot of them are going to be so disenfranchised and disillusioned that they're going to walk away from God. Uh, so it's going to it's going to find the, the modern day church in in a very precarious position. Not only are people not preparing for it, they don't believe they're ever going to see it. And it gets closer and closer and, and they 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 try to justify it somehow and that's the newest thing I heard is pre-rapture parties. We're so close uh we're we're about to throw a party to say goodbye to everybody. So Good grief. There you or are. uh trust trust Q. You know, uh I think Alex Jones uh pegged it. He said this whole QAnon, you know, trust the system, uh, basically was hospice for the patriots uh, just to keep them uh, docile until we were overcome by events. I also believe, this is my personal opinion, that Rudy Giuliani was a hospice nurse for Trump to keep him from activating the Kraken <laughs> and Lynn Wood uh, until he was overcome by events and it was time up. Talk about a man who surrounded himself with some of the worst picks, and they all stabbed him in the back, all the way up to Pence. Not to say uh, Trump did everything right, but I voted for him twice. I held out hope that uh, he was going to turn this thing around. And boy, was I disappointed when person after person that he selected ended up being rotten to core. I don't know who um, gave him all that advice, but he made a deadly error there may never get a chance again to come back in. But aside from all that, you know what? Trump brought us Operation Warp Speed. He has blood on his hands. He's never repented for that. And that's sad to say that uh, for some of the good that he did do, like recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and standing up for our military, uh, he blew it big time. And I'm, I'm of the opinion, and I think you would agree, there's no man that's going to save America. Uh some are looking for the second coming of Trump. And, of course, I would rather have him in there as some of these other turkeys, but they've all blown it, Michael. And the only one that can save us is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that he tried to save this country, but it would not listen to the warnings of the prophets like your grandfather and others that confirmed him. And um, we're on a fast track for uh, Red Dawn. Um, kind of wrap things up here, and then I want you to tell us about your ministry. Michael. Well, uh, point number one, everybody has a price. Apparently, Donald Trump's price is too high, and so he's like the only the only guy left that was was still standing for some semblance of the American people. Uh, everyone else has a price. Uh, everybody gets cushy gigs on the board of Fox or gets their own primetime show or something. Yeah. 
the the back deals are are stunning if you would understand them the second thing very few people in government are are still patriotic for america anymore it's 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 about globalism and populism is it's it's about you know being a part of the world government or having your own independence and uh being being a sovereign nation Yes. Most of these people don't care about sovereignty, even though, you know, generations past died in order to, to birth sovereignty in America. Uh, as far as Operation Warp Speed, look, I, I, I'm not defending Trump in what he did. The one thing I will say is that he never mandated it for anyone. I don't have a problem because it's the, the same people that brought out the Vax, brought out Viagra and... Uh, oxy and all this other stuff i haven't taken any of them because i don't want to my issue is mandating something for the entire populace and punishing them via their jobs their employment their standing if they will not submit so my you know it was something that was made available to the public there you go if you want it take it i'm perfectly okay with that I choose not to. Whatever somebody else chooses is between them and God. My issue is when you start mandating it. And that's when this administration, Joe Biden's administration, went full bore compared to what what Trump's administration did. And and that's, I'm not defending it. Very true. But there was always a cry for something. It could be saline in that injection. Some people would still line up to take it because they, you know, it was all a lie. It didn't prevent. Uh, catching it and didn't prevent transmitting it. I think uh, people like Il Dottore Fauci should probably be, be prosecuted yes. uh, for crimes against humanity, to be honest with you. Right now, Dr. Burke, uh, the other lady that was uh, giving Trump advice, came out and said, yeah, you know, I sort of fudged the numbers. So she should probably be prosecuted for yes. war crimes. But if your hope is in any man rather than in God, if you think one man can fix it, you don't understand how big the problem is. Look, Trump's not going to be able to fix anything, even if he gets back into office, which is highly unlikely. Okay, these people got one through the goalposts the first time. All they have to do is repeat the playbook. If you wake up the morning after election in 2024 and you discover that a billion people voted in the U.S. election and somehow a three-week-old dead Joe Biden is still president, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, as far as the ministry, the ministry is called Hand of Help. You can find us at handofhelp.com. Uh, everything we have is there. Avail yourself of anything you need. Keep us in your prayers and stand for the truth. And that was my thing. Michael, um, I got two bonus questions for you, then I'll let you go. But where do people go to uh, find out more about the ministry and uh, support it? And then secondly, how do they find the podcast? Uh, handofhelp.com is where they go. Uh, for the ministry, uh, that's that's where we have everything. I think uh, Daniel puts a link to the podcast on uh, the Hand of Help website, but we're also on Rumble under Hand of Help altogether. Just Hand of Help, one big word, uh, or just Michael Boldia. I think you can find it, and that's where we post every week. Uh, other than that, that's about it. Uh, it look, people who want to find us will find us. I, 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 I used to want to be an archaeologist, so I, I like the chase. <laughs> I like the search. Uh, and I think when, once people discover how satisfying it is to find something you're looking for, uh, they won't want everything handed to them so readily. 
Well, you got a good point. That's encouraging to me. Um, uh, we know that Biden probably doesn't even know his, his names of his kids now at this point in time. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm amazed at the fact that they're keeping this guy propped up or he's double. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised there's a doppelganger, but can't prove that. But let me ask you this. Who is actually running the, the show? What's your take? Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards it's Obama, kind of sleazy Rice, and uh, uh, Susan Rice. Uh, who do you think's actually calling the shots back there in the shadow it's, government? It's, it's permanent Washington. I, 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 I think that uh, it's not anybody that's in there for four years and that can be uh, kicked out after four years. I think it's permanent Washington. I think mm. it's uh, people in the CIA. I think it's people in the NSA. I, I, I think it's people who have been in government for decades on decades uh, who get off on power and not money. They get off on pulling strings, not amassing fortunes. And they're willing to offer fortunes to, to you know intellectual naives like the Obamas uh, because they don't care about the fortunes and, and the Obamas do their bidding and Joe Biden, whatever they have on them is beyond prison. It's, it's, it's bordering on treason at this point. Uh, so they, they'll, they'll do what they want with him. But the people pulling the strings are, are power addicts and they think uh, they know best as far as where the world needs to go. Uh, there, there's, there's puppet masters aplenty in Washington, D.C., uh, and I don't think we're ever going to find their names because they're well insulated and they have cutouts for what they do. And while I would still say vote, I don't think we're ever going to have a fair election. I believe the last one was stolen through the voting software. And uh, once communists take control, uh, they don't willingly let go. Um, okay, here's my final question for you. And I want to thank you for uh, doing the show today. Michael, have you been visited by the angel that uh, has visited in the past, you and your grandfather? Uh, have you been shown any new updates that you're at liberty to share today? I'm still hanging on to that one about the the eagle that was bitten by the snakes. And uh, the last bite was fatal. I think that that could be at any time. Any updates you can share tonight? Is God giving you anything in real time? Yes, yes, and no. Uh I, look, I forgot what I asked you. When it, when, when it, when it, whenever God releases me to, 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 to share something, I, I'm, I'm very reticent because I don't want it to come off as fearful. You know, I, I, I don't want it to come off as something that, that will instigate fear in people's hearts. Brother, we're past uh, that. So, Speak so, the so truth. Yes, I've, I, I have had uh dreams i've i've had visitations i've written them down when it's time to release them i will okay uh but i can't you know i can't get ahead of god and i can't say well you know i guess i'll decide the time no i'm i'm patiently waiting and it's look there is hope in christ there is no hope in what the future holds for america let me just leave it at that so cling to christ cling to the cross Cling to his promises for you as an individual, not for this nation, because this nation's promises were contingent on ifs, and we failed, and we failed miserably. And I'm talking of the church just as much as the nation. Uh, and so we cannot expect him to keep his promise if we didn't keep our end of the bargain. So what are your marching orders at this point? Continue to occupy till Jesus comes and die with your boots on? Well, I'm, I'm one of those people that does what they're doing until they're told otherwise. Uh, I've not been told to flee. I've not been told to go. I've not been told to dig a bunker. 
uh, I've not been told to empty out my septic tank and, and make it into a second home. Uh, so for now, I'm doing what I've always done. And until otherwise specifically instructed, it's what I will continue to do. I hear you. I love you and I respect you for that. That's the right answer for us all, folks. Um, man, I tell you, it sure is good to have you back on, Michael. Um, and I give my regards to your brother, Daniel. And uh, I want to tell you, we love you and appreciate you. Folks, get over to Rumble. I'll get a link up there, too, on the website. And uh, tune into Michael's program. Michael, are you doing uh, only 10-minute broadcast, or do you have liberty to go beyond that on your podcast? No, they're hour long. Oh, great. Yeah, they're, I gotta get they're, caught up. they're entire hours of <laughs> me just droning on. So if anybody finds my voice appealing, you're in for a treat. Oh, one more question. Uh, any yeah. new books you're working on now or anything uh, released that you need to mention? Uh, I've published a couple more books within the last few months. I, uh, I, I'd stopped writing for a while and then it kicked back in. I started again. So uh, go to Amazon, punch in my name, and there's more books. I just uh, published one on the promises of God, another one that was 101 essays, and I'm uh, finishing up uh, the book of Jude. Which is uh, which is an oh, wow. interesting book for being less than five hundred words. So uh, there's that. Um, would you consider at some point maybe re-releasing your granddad's book through the fire without burning as a Kindle? Uh, I, I I think if I can I I need to type it out because we don't have it. It's typeset, but it's not typed on electronic. Because back when we published it, it was just on typewriter paper, so there were no computers. It's not. I need to type it, and then I need to get somebody to set it up on Kindle. I want to do the voiceover for it. I want to record it in audio oh, form. Oh wow! I uh, say that, and, and I'm planning on doing that uh, when I get back from Romania, Lord willing. Oh well, that'd be the next best thing. Um, I mean, that'd be better an audio book. I say that for the benefit of those that are overseas who may not have access to uh, ordering a hard copy of the book. Um, I understand, and I'm gonna sit down and type it out one day, and then it's it's not gonna include the pictures, but all all the text should be there. Fantastic, Michael. Could you close us in prayer today? Thank you for coming on, my friend. Yeah, no worries, uh, dear Heavenly Father. We come before you. We ask you to give us strength in the days to come. We ask you to give us endurance because the battle will be longer than we think it will. And we ask you to give us hope. Because in times of darkness, sometimes hope is what carries us through. Uh, we hope not in the things of this earth or in this life only. We hope in the life to come and the eternity you promise those who love you. Thank you for guiding us and being with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Michael, we turned 13 years old this, uh, this week as a podcast. And uh, only in the last month did I switch to a daytime. I'm, I'm on from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. We've been doing evenings for years. And so do, do you like this morning schedule better than trying to do an evening program? Yeah, because evenings are usually reserved for the wife and kids. You know, right. dinner, story time, play time. Bro, so I, I, know it, I know it doesn't work for you because for you it's evening. But for those of us here on the, uh, in the U.S., it, it probably works better in the mornings, yeah. Yes. So I'm, doing, I'm pulling night shift now so I can do these daytime. Brother, it's been so long. I didn't think you loved me, man. Please. Let's do a program. Of course. We haven't done a show in well, seven years. When I get back. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving next Wednesday, <laughs> so in eight days I'll be gone, and I'll be back mid-August. Can, so. we, can we look at an August date to get you come back on and preach? Uh, 
sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, anytime after the 22nd. I'll, I'll put a note down here, and I'll contact you when you get back, and we'll work it out. Sound good? All right. Love you, my if friend. there's no mushroom clouds till then, I'll see you in August. <laughs> Have a great trip. God bless you, my friend. You too. Well, you're not going anywhere, but, you know, if you decide to come stateside, you have a great trip, too. I'm uh, I'm working on getting all of our paperwork in order. We had some out-of-date passports for the kids. My Mine is being renewed after 10 years now, and uh, we're just waiting on the Lord. I said, God, I'll do whatever you want us to do. If you want to stay here, fine. I'd really like to move. Uh, where to go now is, is difficult, but as God opens the door, we'll do it. But anyway, keep us I in hear prayers. You. Thank you, Michael. Yep. God bless. God bless. Folks, that was a real honor for me to have the man of God on the program, Michael uh, Boldea. He's the real deal, folks. He knows what time it is. He's lived through persecution. If his ministry that he was doing from about age 12 with his grandfather ended after going on the road countless times, he would have done more than most Christians ever had because he was a translator for his grandfather. Grandfather spoke in uh, Romanian. Michael would translate that to English. And he traveled with his granddad when everywhere he went uh, warned America in the 80s and 90s up until the grandfather was went home to be with the Lord. He could have stopped there and been done, but God wasn't done with him. He would have done so much more than most ever, most any would ever do. But he's continued forward for Jesus. Now, 25 years later, 30 years later, still in ministry, still the same Michael. He preaches the truth without compromise and uh, really is a shining example for us all on how we should conduct ourselves as believers in Christ we continue to let our light shine. We we do not bow to the enemy. Uh, we preach the truth without compromise and uh, keep faithful till the end, folks. Um, I I respect Michael, and because I know that he's been through through some things that uh, we have not been through yet here in America. We have not yet suffered unto the death in America. Most of us probably have not had the equivalent of the Gestapo knocking at your door. Looking for Bibles in your house. Looking high and low. So if they can find one, they can drag you off to jail and torture you. Having been tortured like his grandfather. Defamed by neighbors who sold him out for handing out Bibles. And put on an electric chair, tortured, fed to rats. If you've never heard the testimony of Dimitri Dudeman, you need to get warning for America. The video with Michael and his grandfather, they did uh, a couple meetings that were videotaped and you can find on YouTube, of course, warning for America, go to handofhelp.com, get the actual verbatim uh, vision the Lord gave to his grandfather and those that he's given to Michael same angel visits him from time to time that visits his grandfather and shows up as Michael told me if I recall in battle gear with a sword and some dents in it spiritual warfare is real folks the enemy fights back 
but we can overcome in Jesus' name. Powerful message tonight. Go to handofhelp.com. Tune into Michael's Rumble channel. I'm going to get a link up there. Do what I can to send some traffic that way. And uh, I do appreciate him coming on and giving us some extra time tonight. Uh, today, excuse me, your time. Um, what do we call this show? I'll come up with a title here. Truly, the mainstream church is unprepared and in denial. But that doesn't have to be you and I. We know what time it is. We can see the signs that the return of the Lord is sooner than it ever was before, but also know that certain things have got to happen before he comes back. War of the saints is coming, folks. Great tribulation is coming. Some of us will be asked to choose. Jesus Christ and imprisonment and execution or taking the mark and going into eternity with Satan to the lake of fire for denying Christ. It's coming, folks. Persecution, suffering, tribulation. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to obey God rather than men and not bow our knee to the next mandate. Maybe you screwed up this last time. That was a pop quiz. Many were unprepared. They failed. Don't fail again. Your very eternal soul could count on you making the right decision next time and saying, I'm not going to take the mark. Because it's coming, folks. They're going to offer it. Very soon, we probably will not be able to travel without the digital passport unless you're willing to roll your sleeve up and take the next bioweapon injection. This one is going to be more deadly than the last. Believe me. You do not want to take these things, folks. It's time to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And if you're not willing to put your faith and trust in Jesus, then you're going to take that clot out of fear. Clot shot out of fear. Could be the death of you. We're warning people, do not fall for it. You do not want to change your DNA. If you've taken one or two, pray, repent. Do not take any more. Show fruits meet for repentance. Do not take any more if you value your life and that of your children. Unless your idea of going to an early grave is, is what you want. Well, I'm not going to apologize for speaking the truth. And uh, we're going to um, continue going as far as we can. I want to thank you again for tuning in. Uh, if you're coming in a little bit late tonight, I said earlier on this program that um, we are broadcasting exclusively right now off of our website using our IceCast server. I'm not on any social media platform like YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, DLive, Mixcloud, Nickel Video in Japan. I gave it all up wasn't yielding much anyway in terms of listenership. Uh, we had nobody listening on most of those platforms and we would get like one or two on Facebook and just get a couple dozen on YouTube and then have to throttle ourselves and get put in YouTube jail. No more. Now we're unshackled. We'll speak about what we want as long as we want and we don't fear the repercussions because we're not part of their system anymore. And for, at least for now, they can't do anything to us. Later on, that could change. 
And so I'm going to try to get one step ahead of the coming censorship that's coming. Coming for all podcasters out there. They're telegraphing what they want to do at the EU and with our own government and these other censors and these big platforms. So um, I'm getting prepared for that. That's why I have my own streaming account with IceCast. That's why we have our chat room. We may need to tweak that a little bit. Uh, and I will try to bring back uh, MixLR. For now, though, I have not been able to get their cooperation to make a couple edits to the existing account. The only alternative I have is to delete it and open a new one in a few weeks. If I can do it sooner, I will, because I still like MixLR. But uh, for now, uh, that is on hold. We have not went to a subscription program. We never will. We have not went to a, a paywall. Never will. The program will be free uh, for as long as the Lord wants us to continue uh, doing this program. And the day I would have to charge and I'm done. Uh, that's not God's will. Freely we have received, freely we give. We charge nothing to tune in. And uh, the archives are being restored. You can go over there and help yourself to them. It's like bottomless chips at uh, a Chili's restaurant. Uh, with all the salsa you want. We've got Omega Man Reloaded. Where I'm going back uh, to episode one and remastering them. Putting two shows up there a day. We've got great programs, by the way. Just put one up with Dr. Pat Holliday. We've got uh, the Omega Man program that you're hearing right now where this, today's shows will go. And then I'm starting a third channel called Speak My Word. And that's going to be the Speak My Word program dedicated to the reading of God's Word. For those that um, like that program, and there's many of you do, you're going to get a dedicated channel just for that. Uh, I want to really build that up. That's where really I want to spend my time reading God's Word. But we're not going to stop our, our program. Um, no intention to do that. We're going to continue to have great guests like today and uh, try to bring you several new programs per day on the main Omega Man feed. You can hear right here at OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, I encourage you also to get over to Substack. Go to my Substack page, OmegaMan.Substack.com. So far, it's holding together. Uh, we haven't been censored, and others as well. So at least for now we found a little bit of respite and where we can post videos and things without getting taken down. Uh, put articles up there, whatever we want to talk about. So um, check that out. It's free. Now, having said all that, it's not free for me to broadcast or to do this uh, that we do. Um, this is a full-time operation. And so I'm here today because this is what God has called me to do. And we've been able to get this far because of your help out there. Uh, if you had not helped us, those that have, we would not have made it this far. The bills would not have been paid. There are some things yet that we still need to do. We're going to need some finances that we don't have yet right now. So I can only do what I can do. Uh, we've got to come up with enough to um, upgrade to the business account so I have unlimited streaming because I hit my limit and we were throttled for a couple days. I wasn't able to upload, even give you an update. Nothing. I was frozen. That's because we're, we're putting up so many programs, it exceeded the fair use of the uh, pro account we had. They said, you ran out of terabyte storage. I mean, hard, uh, gigabyte storage on your hard drive. Uh, we exceeded the bandwidth, I'm sure. I said, what do we need to do to remedy this? Uh, talking to Podbean, they said, you got to go to the business channel. 
that is uh, it's uh, about a hundred and change per month so prepaid for a year it's about thirteen hundred dollars we've got to come up with that amount and then we can just go unlimited then I can really begin to load uh, some of the more recent programs especially to the main Omega Man channel that uh, have not carried over since we made the cut from SoundCloud and Blog Talk um, a few other things we want to do set up a dedicated server offshore so when the next phase of censorship comes and let's say they did go after uh, an American hosting company like Podbean well we're offshore in Malaysia for example and then I would just give you a link and you can continue to get the archives there we need a backup plan because eventually they'll go after all American hosting companies and they'll make them comply with their uh, new digital act whatever they call it and uh, try to throttle free speech if not a threat of punishment by the law so we got to be prepared for that as Michael said if they shut us down we'll use carrier pigeon uh, and okay so I've said all that to say this if that's you who God is speaking to to support the program and you'd like to do it one time or monthly you can do that just at the same website scroll down I made it very simple very simple page at omegamanradio.com we've got a cash app there preferred method is PayPal for those that do have PayPal that's the fastest way uh, we have Zelle for those that don't have PayPal or cash app uh, but have a, a bank account that uses Zelle I call it Zelle some people call it Zelle what else do we have over there Oh, GoFundMe. That's it. Uh, you can use a credit card there. We've got a mailing address. Still works. Make a check or money order out to Shannon Davis. Don't put it to a Mega Man because I don't have a business account. I'm just an individual here. I'm not a 501c3. Nothing against those that are, but there we are. I'm just a, I'm just a person working for the Lord, doing what He's called me to do. I need to do a better job, and I'm going to try to do that with the Lord's help. We will. You can go right there. If you want to contact me, email, email me right there. If you got a suggestion or something uh, you're looking for uh, in the archives that we don't have, as some have already done, drop me a line. If you got any um, uh, recommendations on the way we can make the program better, love to hear from you. Um, and uh, I'm asking also that people would please share some of the news some people will not know where to look I don't know why I've been telling people from the very beginning go to megamanradio.com but well I guess like Michael said if they really want to find us they can do a quick Google search you'll find us if you want to find us but uh, hey I do appreciate advertising and so maybe you can help us get garner a few more listeners share program yeah, of course we want to find some new people and the only way I think we're going to do that is uh, somebody's got to share program so if you're blessed by any of these shows like today, share this any place you have influence. And who knows, maybe we'll get some more listeners. That'd be nice. See a little bit of growth. We've got 26 tuning in right now. And maybe it will remain 26 till the Lord comes back. I don't know. We've always hovered around that amount. 25 to 40 people. We've seen some burst. We have done programs in the past that, you know, 10,000 people in the blog talk chat room. I, I remember the days when Especially when we had my friend Steve Quill. We were the number one blog talk uh, program for like uh, six weeks in the world. Out of all blog talk shows. Now there's just so many out there though. But long gone are those days at least it seems. 
And, you know, after uh, we'd have a particular guest on, we'd go back just regular programs. Uh, we'd have the same 25, 35 people in the chat room. Really, it's been that way since the beginning. So I don't know. Maybe this was meant to be a Gideon podcast. We'll max out at 300. I don't know. I asked the Lord the question that today. Lord, are we really making a difference? I know you're certainly interested in the one lost sheep like we have in the parable. And I reflected back on what the Lord's mandate was to me. And I said, well, you know, I'm thinking, if God has given us instruction, as long as we do what God asks us to do, it will be okay for us. That's why Michael does what he does. Uh, he's The Lord hasn't given him a, a different instruction. He's doing what he was last told to do until the Lord changes the, the plan. And I said, God, yeah, that's right. And then I remembered what he told me to do. He said, speak my word. So that's where I thought, you know what? Having guests on is great, and I want to continue to do that, but where can we make the most impact? Well, um, the word of God, preaching the gospel, deliverance ministry, winning souls for Jesus. We want to keep people informed, though, so we'll continue to do that, but we'll have some good programs here for you. But I really am going to focus on speak my word take it to the next level and really double down on efforts to uh, put the word out there because that's what God told me to do he didn't tell me to do a news show he told me and then he confirmed it he said speak my word and so I'm going to give an accounting for that and if I don't do it then that'll be on me I'll be the loser here so I said God if that's all we do if we had no guest I'm going to speak your word and uh if I've done that, then uh, then I fulfilled my um, responsibility to you to do that. So I haven't done that very well. Uh, we've went uh, months, years sometimes without doing these programs, but that's going to change. And I'm going to put together a dedicated channel just for that. So I got to obey God. We all got to obey God, amen, rather than men. So there we are. But if uh, you believe in this vision that we have here, to keep this program going and would like to help us, any bit helps. And now we could use your help. I, I really do appreciate those that have helped. We live by faith and uh, we walk not by sight. I got to remember that. Okay, that's all I have to say. We've got kind of a short program today, but I want to thank uh, Michael um, for coming on. It was a great broadcast. I'll get it uploaded here in a minute and get you a couple of those uh, Omega Man relocated. Bro- reloaded broadcast going archives available on my website go down and look for the podbean links okay father yahovah in the mighty name of jesus christ i thank you for today thank you for this opportunity bless brother michael who came on tonight bless all those that have tuned in thank you god for those that are standing with us to support the work bless them mightily in jesus christ's name we pray god guide and direct us all have your way god don't let us be deceived but or to go to sleep. God, keep us alert, God. God, and direct our steps. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Love and appreciate you, friends. We'll see you next time on Omega Man Radio. And uh, I'm going to close out with a little bit of music.